0: Why? <laughs> Why did you do this? Why? Good evening, Ben. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 What's happening? What's happening? Nothing. We're, nothing's happening. at All everything's doing going great, and everything's normal on Normal Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything in Britain
0: is going really, really well. Normal. How's, how's life on Ben Island?
1: Uh, on Ben Island, uh, it's all right. Man. I haven't, I haven't, uh, still waiting for my house to be sold, but uh, I've just been plodding along. Been
0: uh,
1: riding your bike. Riding my bike along, yeah, like a fifteen-year-old. For reasons previously discussed. It's not only 15 year olds who ride bikes. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's just when I'm sc- scooping around on a biking to the shop on the night, you know, my track is. Um, But yeah, uh, I can see that. Having a bit more time on my hands, you know, so doing not like random things. Hmm. Like when I. <laughs> like what? Like taking to my kids to breed on a Sunday and getting, into, getting so wept up so and frustrated over this house sale process and just getting home and thinking, oh, I can't really be asked to sit around at home. i to go out on my bike and bike for 20 miles. Totally normal thing to do on a Sunday night. Hmm. Like Forrest
0: Gump, but on a bike. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, why not? Like down the motorway or I something?
1: They're not down the motorway, like an insane <laughs> person. Down the motorway <laughs> naked. Um, it's a second <laughs> arrest. Um, no, it's all very flat around my with in Beverly Hill, East East Riding uh, area. Very flat. The, That's you, good. the big long distance, like it's quite long, twenty mile, twenty miles, like biking to a, a part of of Hull. Went to see my brother for a bit and then bikes back. But it's like a twenty mile bike ride. I felt I'm quite fit now, so it's easy enough to do, like body wise, except. And this links back to what we said someone,
0: a listener of ours, suggested you've got to spend more money on a, a bicycle seat. So that was actually a misunderstanding because he messaged me again and said it wasn't actually talking about a bicycle seat. Oh, uh, what was it talking about? Um, it's like some kind of uh, saddle. It's like saddle shaped seat that's like pivots and it's good for your back. Oh, right. Okay. Well, he I says that, yeah, You spend loads of money on it, uh, like 400 quid or something. That's and, excessive. Um, and then he's just never used it because he had back problems and his back got better. Well, then he's a fool.
1: But I meant those, like, comfier a gel seats. A complete fool, yeah. Because I felt, you know, it was good. I, I was in a really bad mood because I am stressed. I was stressed out about this thing that's outstanding. You yeah, underlying anxiety. Even taking my kids out and, like, feeling agitated. So I was just like, I'm going to just go bike it off. And it sun, Yeah, it's the, the distance, yeah. Sun yeah. was setting, went through a bit of countryside to get a, like, shortcut to where i was going uh so you know it was, it was pleasant but sounds uh, good Sounds on very the way healthy. back though on the last 20 minutes of the bike ride i felt like i had been raped by a jackhammer up the ass it mm. was just like and it was just so much painful <laughs> it was so fucking painful And like the last bit just like, uh, getting off to walk for a bit because yeah it just felt we talk about ass poundings recently i was very worried as well mm. that i was gonna be fucking bursting a load of veins and shitting blood for a few days but uh
0: okay what are we uh talking about today
1: (laughs) (laughs) just cut all of that out and just start yeah (laughs) no
0: no no. what are we talking
1: about today what we're talking about today we are talking about the impact of brexit on the creative sector the creative industries uh from touring bands to orchestras to theater companies you know
0: artists I really like the way you said Brexit there, by the way. Brexit. Brexit. Brian, Brian (laughs) bless it.
1: Well, you know, there's a whole new environment for them to operate in, uh, post-Brexit rules, and it's sort of hammering the... uh, An industry that, uh, you know, I think we can all be proud of. There's something for everybody there. You know, it's not really a political... It's not a contentious political issue that we've got a globally renowned
0: creative sector, you know. Yeah.
1: So... It's can not you so
0: sorry sorry? Can you just try to say Brexit again? I think you might have rolled your R's. Maybe it Brexit, I'm not just doing it now. Yeah, Brexit, okay. good. Should we listen to a monologue?
1: Yes, yes, let's.
0: it looks like it's getting further and further oh, away no, is, is, it gonna, go is it going to be bad for, for British rock music
1: no, we're going do the rock business. What's We're the rock business. <laughs> tour in Europe. We oh, dear. Like... As if we didn't tour in Europe before the f***ing EU. Oh, give it up. <laughs> <laughs> On that right, note. <laughs> give it up. Uh,
0: thank, thank you, you very much, Betty. <laughs> yeah, That's
1: great. We're gonna have to if you do want to sign up to be ruled by a f***ing uh, mafia, uh, you do it. it just a one. <laughs> like being governed by <laughs> FIFA. <laughs> Roger Daltrey, there from March 2019, the lead singer of The Who and all round crank. So, why do we care what Roger Daltrey has to say about Brexit? Especially that since March 2019, when he said that, he's been proven hopelessly wrong. Well, he's not the only one he's been proven wrong, so I think it's quite an interesting thing he had to say because I suspect most Brexiteers would have agreed with him. Mostly voters. I certainly would have agreed with him if you'd asked me back around the time of the EU referendum. and never thought that it would affect music in the creative sector. And I don't think that anybody who voted for Brexit was hoping or expecting the disruption of the music industry or the wider creative sector. Unfortunately, post-Brexit rules have made it very complex and expensive for artists and performers to operate in Europe. And for some, it's simply unviable. Now... For a long established, globally famous band like The Who, they'll probably be fine. They can navigate the red tape, they can deal with the bureaucracy, and they can absorb the costs, or more likely they will pass them on to their funds via higher ticket prices. But lesser names will struggle. Emerging talent is going to be hit hard. The next generation of talent will face challenges that will be insurmountable for many, and who knows what talent this country will miss out on, because it didn't Factor in its creative industries into the Brexit agreement. Now, the UK is a hub of creativity and innovation. Its creative sector, its cultural output really is well-leading. That's something where we left and right and people of all persuasions can probably agree. The Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport estimate that the creative industries contributes 115.9 billion to the UK, 115.9 billion, accounting for 5.9% of our economic output. The music industry alone contributed 5.8 billion in 2019, while in the same year, in the same year, the UK fishing industry, which we've heard a lot about, contributed just 536 million. That's 5.8 billion for the music industry. 536 million for the fishing industry but of course it was the fishing industry which received far more attention from the media and politicians and was discussed endlessly during the brexit negotiations because brexit is a nostalgia-soaked ideologically tainted endeavor so while our creative industries were all but left out of the brexit negotiations the consequences of which we are now suffering So the introduction of visas and work permits have made travelling across the EU significantly more complex and UK professionals have lost their right to travel, tour and exhibit in Europe as easily as they once did. Touring now means navigating 27 different sets of visa and work permit rules. Creatives and technical workers are also limited by the 90 day limit on time spent in the Schengen area in a 180 day period. The transport of goods and equipment is now needlessly complex and expensive. Unless less well-resourced creatives simply cannot manage the costs and administrative burden. The current system requires equipment manifest known as carnets to a transport equipment and large instruments into the EU. So even a quick one-off event or show requires an expensive and time-consuming carnet, with each lorry reporting to the correct border location for the carnet to be checked and stamped crossing the border each way. The impact of this on small to medium-sized bands, musicians and theatre groups is devastating and has the potential to absorb all the profits from their tour. In practical terms, this is a lot of complications when bands or musicians or performers are getting to borders, trying to find out where they have to go to get their carnets stamped at the various ports they have to go through. It takes a significant amount of advanced research. It's just complicated, it's expensive, it's a mess about. Now, another challenge they're facing, the profit from merchandise sales is often what makes a tour viable. Just like when you go to the cinema, they get most of their profits from the snacks and drinks and whatnot that you buy. Now these, now, these sales are subject to custom rules applying to shipments into the EU above a certain value. So creatives now need to register and pay VAT in each country and comply with different rules, meaning more time consuming paperwork, border checks, duties and charges. What an ass! So these challenges combine to create a pretty significant threat to the future success of our creative industries. Emerging and established artists, performers, and technical workers face difficult choices to continue as they are and make far less money, or change to career, or leave the UK. So, Brexit was never meant to risk stifling the next Adele, Radiohead, Arctic Monkeys, Ed Sheeran, I don't know, whoever it is you like. We've produced a lot of superstar artists in almost every creative sector. It was never meant to damage our theatre companies, our orchestras, or hit the millions of technical workers and support staff that support this sector. So what is the solution to this? Well, A cultural exemption should be added to the Trade and Cooperation Agreement, as soon as possible. At the very least, it should be negotiated when the TCA is formally reviewed in 2026. This should mean removing visa and work permit restrictions on short-term cultural visits to the EU replacing the burdensome carnet with a more agile system suited to the temporary movement of goods and equipment for tours and one-off events, and reducing limits on road haulage stops for all cultural activities. Now, former European Commission Vice President Vivian Redding proposed the adoption of a cultural passport for the creative industries. And recently, in the UK, the all-party parliamentary group on music published a report recommending the addition of a cultural touring agreement to the TCA. So it seems clear that workable solutions and the political will are there. There's ideas out there very similar to this. This could get done. It will, however, require negotiation, and the ongoing discussions of the Northern Ireland Protocol may delay progress on this and other issues, but it doesn't mean it's not unrealistic, it just means we'll have to be patient. So in the meantime, the government should offer musicians and touring artists an export support package modelled on the support offered to the fishing industry. And as we'd already discussed, we're talking about a far more economically significant sector here. They should have already been receiving this support. They need support to help them navigate the post-Brexit environment. Now, Brexit is a process, not an event, and the TCA is a foundation that we must build on to make Brexit work better. The UK creative sector is a source of envy in Europe and the world. It really is. we should be doing everything we can to let it flourish.) <laughs>
0: Yes, so um, very interesting subject, of course. Um, this the um, I was was really I mean, like obviously the UK like prides itself on its kind of creative output, like with music and films and and theatre. It's the land of Shakespeare, damn it. Um, that, yes, yes, and that's yes. like that's our like you know most famous exports. So I guess that's the stuff that we're the most proud.
1: of. And, p- and part of thing well, is it's not divisive being proud, of it is. It? I mean, people people might be proud of different parts of the creative sector, but hmm. it's not something that's politically divisive that to be proud of this one guess, thing everyone's yeah. proud of. Yeah, and I guess
0: I always assume it's one of those things that we probably overblow, and like other oh, countries, they'd be like, oh fucking, we don't care about your cultural exports. But I was really surprised by the the figure you mentioned there around like how much the creative industries contribute to the UK economy. You said it was like one hundred five point nine percent or something.
1: Yeah, that was that was uh, the uh, estimate by the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. Media and sport. Biased. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yes, but they contribute one hundred fifteen point nine billion to the UK, counted for five point nine percent of the UK economy. But creative industries. Remember, covers not just look like a huge, wide range of the arts. It's everything that supports that. All the yeah, technical work, it's and, you know, people like you. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the background people who, you know, do all the little background <laughs> Oh, work. right, yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> are we contributing to the economy with this podcast, are we?
1: <laughs> uh, we're not, no. No, we're nothing yeah. but mere parasites, really. Uh, I don't mm. think we're really putting anything back in, you know. No. I mean, I'm certainly... If I'm putting something back in, I would like to be getting something out of it. God knows yeah. what what on earth we're getting out of this. But I was surprised as well. Yeah, it's pretty it's significant. And I think they you know, as I pointed out, in contrast to other elements of the, you know, like the fishing industry it's just like worth. it's just not comparable, but there was endless talking about, about uh, how important the fishing industry was, but it's like minuscule. I mean, that has been discussed before compared to, Lots of other industries, but it's like not an insignificant uh, contributor to the to the, to the economy. Um, Very
0: significant, I would say. Yeah, a low, a low the
1: construction se- uh, sector contributed one hundred twenty nine billion in two thousand twenty one. So it's not like as far ahead as you might mm. imagine. So it's, yeah, it's significant, and it's uh, but I mean a lot of things got we're not given special provision in the uh, in the, the agreement. We've got you know the service industry as a whole. Uh, lost out, and that's like our leading. That's that, that what our economy was built around. So it's not. It's not much of a surprise that's being left out. But the, I think the key thing for this is that I can't. I just can't see that this is something that we, you know, nationally in the national debate that we'd disagree on. I guess the more the point is trying to negotiate with the EU to find solutions to this problem that are specific to. The creative sector and creative creative industries, and this and the special circumstances in which they operate. Hmm.
0: The um so so is there anything going to be done about it?
1: Well, I think uh, this is as this report, is report says. There is, the the trade and cooperation agreement is set to be re- formally reviewed in 2026. So the report this is this this is based on. Um, so it sets out a reasonable sort of time frame to, for it to be revisited then, at least, if not before. And it's probably unlikely to be before because it's not a government priority, clearly, and the main point of negotiation is over Northern Ireland, and that's so contentious that until that's all. That it's very hard to believe you could even get a relatively easy win, like solving this problem. So it's not going to be overnight. It's going to be a few years, but... Um, there has been recommendations around sort of cultural exemptions like what we're suggesting. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility. And it's not like arguing for, you know, things around free movement or access to single market and things that really bring up all kinds of issues. It's not as contentious, but, you know, I wouldn't want to
0: uh, be overly optimistic either because I have have been in the past about how these things work. Would it be contentious in the sense of it's like you you would have to create laws specifically for this group of people and
1: yeah you might have other interests and you know yeah they have yeah. like what about, what about us what about us what about us that's true yeah so that is difficulty of trying to improve the agreement on a sort of sector by sector basis you know someone else is going to feel like they're losing out I don't think it'd be easy but. I think the lack of resistance from the public and and the fact that the it, things were already on the table during the negotiations that, that could have alleviated this. hope that I would hope that eventually you know relations are going to cool and we might have uh, governments that are better able to work together and the situation might just de intensify that we're able to start compromising other things. Get a feeling that that's going to come eventually. But you know, we're talking for something like this. It's it's years away. But now is the time to start thinking about how we can. The, the 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 trade agreement that we've got, trade and cooperation agreement that we've got, is like a a foundation. It's always going to be like that, but it's been a particularly basic one. Uh, so we're starting from a low a low point. I would argue, in terms of. Excuse, excuse. So, you know, this is just a small suggestion, really. I mean, it doesn't say it's, it's significant for the economy, but it's, I would take, yeah, it's out of all the things that were, you know, with, you know, with the points of contention in, in in how we improve our relationship with the EU, this is probably in a fairly innocuous one. That's why I think it's, it actually is achievable over a realistic time frame. To answer your question, you asked me about half an hour ago, was it?
0: <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, great. I mean, yeah. You got anything else to add about it? <laughs>
1: Is there anything else I would like to add? Is there? 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 Is there. Well, no, I've been. <laughs> passer
0: passer 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 other right shit um just quickly, um, quickly. had some uh, listener correspondence really uh, because yeah, because a, co- a couple of times you've mentioned about the price of butter okay and your fixation on the price of butter. I was wondering if you've uh, seen the price of butter lately that's what a listener was asking uh, no <laughs> they were, they were, oh good, good good you know what? because have... th- this person this person lives in Athens oh right yeah. and he says. The, the latest price in there, in there, is um, three euros ninety, which is about three pounds sixty. This was a few weeks ago, so I don't know what it's. Okay, like. okay, yeah. It's quite expensive, isn't it? It's expensive. I yeah. think it's about two pounds over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, it's a global, it's a global problem, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. This is what Liz yes. Truss is saying. <laughs> oh right, you're coming out. In, yeah, yeah. It's a global, it's a global problem, isn't it? It is. Yeah, inflation is high in other, in other countries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Greece, you know, it's otherwise would be fine.
1: Yeah, no, but it's Greece. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> That's the thing. That's how we compare ourselves to. The, like, what, uh, some, one of the most interesting part, things I've seen on Twitter and written and, and stuff, in is uh, trying to get British people to understand that we're not actually very rich compared. Like, and, and by and the way to convince them is to say, soon Poland will be richer than us. Poland, Poland. You know, in ten years. The Polish will be richer than us, you know. Fucking hell! Christ! <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I mean, I get the point of this because it, obviously it's us just like declining or standing still and getting overtaken by the. I'm not saying that the people are saying that have got some kind of a uh, snotty thing against the Polish, but I can't remember what point it was now. And I just want to abandon this whole thing. I've, I've literally just blacked out. What was I talking about? <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, tell us about your... Yeah, tell us about that. So
1: my son, who's four <laughs> and he's nearly five he, He's five in uh, November, uh, he'd gone upstairs to get something from his room and then he decided he's going to run himself a bath, as he'd seen in a TV show that he's watched over and over and over again. Fucking television. Uh, you know, it's the devil. It really is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's run the bath and he come downstairs and he's forgotten about it and he's not told me that he's running a bath. I didn't realise he was running a bath. Fucking first thing first thing I know about him running a bath is it's the water just like chucking through the ceiling that is now above <laughs> me now in this living room sort of dining area, gushing through the sides, coming through like the French windows and then gushing all through the middle where the light was on, like through the light fixture, but like the light was on. Uh, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I ran upstairs and just found him looking like pretty much just frozen shell-shocked just... You know he's of he was down within and he's gone back upstairs because he's remembered that he'd turned the bath on and just saw and it was like a paddling pool. It was really deep. Oh, so God. he was just like, uh, and "I'm just like, what? Why? <laughs> Why did you do this? Why?" And then and like I didn't get you know I'd tell him off or anything because I was just like, "Whoa!" And I just like to get every single towel that I earn that was in this cupboard yeah. and just throwing it down. And then I turned ta- you know the taps off and ran downstairs and tried to put buckets. But like, there's not enough buckets to kick, cause it was like waterfall, like <laughs> round the sides and then through the, through the centre of the room, uh, and then yeah, put buckets and the wa- you know washing bit ba- thing down. So much water, it's very dramatic. I mean, the damage mm-hmm. isn't is like nothing like as bad as I thought it might while it was happening because of you know it was just like gushing everywhere, and I thought this is just like the fucking disaster. I think actually the fact that the water, or loads of it, came through this light fixture in the middle, this it must be sloped a little bit, stopped it like you know collapsing or doing worse damage. So it could have been, it could have been worse. God,
0: uh, and this is in your rented yeah house. rented house. I was thinking, <laughs> great,
1: you know, and saying all kinds of things like, oh great, you know, the nice one gonna have to fuck, this is gonna cost me like whatever. And then I didn't really get angry at him because by the time I'd like, run around. You know, and solve it. It's like you know what you're gonna say. He like, it doesn't. It, it's like it's overwhelming to the point he just like can't compute. Yeah. It's like you know, there's no point in getting. Yes. No. Now what have we learned, son? <laughs> I just added. The only this? thing I did was try. You know, try and connect the fact that I've told him before, you cannot run the bath yourself. Now you <laughs> you did something that I told you not to do, and think we can both agree that the outcome was not great, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like. Bring, it, you know, reference back three or four yeah. times in that evening. You uh, yeah. did that. Don't do and that again. Ugly. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, I think the third time I said that, he, he just said, uh, oh, Daddy, stop whinging. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> I'm not whinging. No, no, no. You did. <laughs> <laughs> ah. You but are that's in the wrong here. That's my, that's yeah. my phrasing thrown back at me because that's what they do, isn't it? I will say that to him. Stop whinging, stop whinging.
0: Stop whinging, yeah. Stop
1: whining. Yeah, I took him for a bath yesterday, and he's like he going to run the taps. I was like, you know, you know what? You're not even allowed to touch taps. No touching taps ever.
0: I'm going to make this a complex
1: thing. You will. You'll be in therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Just grab a the taps. of taps. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. I don't need that. You know, like really, I was just thinking. I really don't need this right now i and stressed around, I'm still selling a house. Might have mentioned it to you, personally, and all my colleagues, and everybody I speak to. <laughs> it's just a prolonged process. God's sake, kids. And it's just like, you do not even know... You don't know what you've done. You don't know what you've done. <laughs> Same bits of water. It's just like, "Oh, Did I do that? Yes, yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you cunt. <laughs> but... You know, <laughs> he didn't mean it.
0: What can you do? You know, I don't. Well, they never mean it. This my my son chucks this back at me like it's an, <laughs> it was an accident. It's like it's not an accident if you're being careless. Well, oh god, to get well, it's all a bit cheeky at the moment as well because there's plenty of like
1: pulling at the uh, guilty heartstrings at the moment of kids who have you know in the separation process, etc. And you know, I've got. Go, they're oh, they're, oh, they're being fine actually. We my my uh they live very close together uh, and get on alright and they're both in quite calm calm environments i live opposite well, this one opposite but across the road from the school it's pretty sweet by the way sometimes I just drop them off at school and then just get quickly back into bed for half an hour before work <laughs> but that uh, yeah, makes yes, yeah yes. very convenient um and uh, yeah, the mum doesn't live far away, so I think they feel pretty secure. But uh, yeah, we've got a good he's collecting Pokemon cards now. The oldest one, but he wants to be bought them. You can buy them from eBay, which I think it's not. That's not really collecting, is it? You supposed to buy them in packs. But I'm just uh, yeah, yeah. go on now, you know. It's because
0: like, yeah, four quid a uh, <laughs> classic. Yeah. Come yeah, on to for my son, yeah.
1: Buddy, beg your feeling guilty dad who, if, uh, this is a good a good <laughs> little um, bit of time to ask for things so it's like yeah alright go on then I'll yeah, buy that and then um, youngest Charlie comes up to me and says uh, daddy can you buy all the things that you need to be a cowboy and I was like what? what? Like, what? <laughs> I'm this, my now. like my just like, like what? Uh, what, what? <laughs> I, want to, I want to dress like a cowboy <laughs> buy me something where I can dress like a cowboy ah uh. Oh uh, well, you've you've overheard the fact that I bought George something, and now you want a cowboy costume, yeah. right? So I went ahead and bought that as well. And then <laughs> the way they've <laughs> they f- got the like, kids, just like you know, and I'm, these these are relatively privileged kids that they're able to do that from. You know, because kids, some kids have got nothing, et cetera. So these are kids where you think, yeah, you know, you've got it all right, really, despite. You know, difficult times you might have been through. It's still got a pretty sweet situation. So when, you know, I've you you agreed to buy on that, but then then he's upset that he's not getting it, like, sooner than the next day. I mean, Christ, if we're, like, the mm. next-day delivery people, what's he going to be like? If it's, like, I like it's going to be here tomorrow afternoon, it'll be here by the time we get back from school. Not soon enough... And he doesn't want to go to school. He wants to he wants to stay at home <laughs> waiting for it to come up and not go to school. And the fact that I was like, no, you can't do that. He kicked off and started crying. I mean make him sound like a sport brat He's really not. He's a good little lad. Just he's just, just four as well, you know. But it's just uh yes, yes, it just you know, they get so excited about just like things they get fixated on, and they found out is from a he saw something on a TV show. Wanted to dress like he's always like costumes as well. So he likes dressing up as cowboys or whatever. <laughs> oh, what's was his other costume? Pirates. Very into pirates. So yeah, he got that. But you know what? As well, I bought it off on, on Amazon. You think this is the thing about the internet? You even think there's like sellers on the on even on Amazon that are just like shit sometimes. The thing looked like it had been either sent back before or worn before. There was something fucking stuck on the hat that looked like a sucked, boiled sweet. And I was like, well... I, yeah. But like I, I was like, I want to send this back and say, what the fuck is this? But then he's going to he's gonna be like, mm. where's my costume? Ah, uh, it's... Nah, it's not good <laughs> enough. I'm sending it back. That's, you know, so I had to just give him it and cleaned it a bit where it had been. But that's minging, isn't it. not so it? It's like when I was looking on the internet for, yeah. like... These fucking Pokemon cards for George, the old, my oldest, and like, there's so many dodgy websites. Oh well, look at that, you can get fifty for sixty pence. I was like, no. So should I be teaching you like how the internet works? Before, I my doing, me teaching him how the internet works when in the pandemic when I was getting drunk a lot. I bought a twenty-five pound musical box that plays Jurassic Park. Where's that? <laughs> twenty-five pounds. I, I didn't. I didn't realize until it. And until it came in the mail so one day I just opened a parcel and it had a little wooden box that was a musical box that played the Jurassic Park theme and I was like why 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 have I got this in the mail literally just like what what and then I was like alright I had to look in my history and found that I'd spent £25 on a pop-up ad so at some point at two o'clock two o'clock in the morning I just looked at the pop-up ad and was like oh mate Fucking, that would be uh, how I probably (laughs) just like think it'd be funny or something. (laughs) i just like, I have to have this musical box 25 pounds. Do you have it to hand? Where is it?
0: That's quite close to hand. Yes, it is.
1: That was it at the beginning. Twenty-five pound. I think mean, it's got it's nicely. Cut. Look at that! Look at the carvings. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah, this twenty-five pounds. I, <laughs> I should be selling this on the shopping <laughs> channel,
0: shouldn't I? That last bit on the back looks yeah. shite. The um, it was there was actually quite uh, disturbing with your like heavy breathing. Was well, a breathing heavy? Sorry. <laughs> <It's
1: okay. laughs> twenty-five pounds. We will no. be discussing and this, you know, we, uh, Just we do have a, a bit of a tendency to trail things that don't end up coming I mean, to... That's kind of our thing, <laughs> yeah. really. Maybe that's a running...
0: Maybe it's a running joke. Yeah, it's our thing. We just... Yeah, we just trail Oops. shit that doesn't happen.
1: Whoops. Actually, no, because I'm not sure about the sequence of the next few things, so... I might, I might mm. be at risk of doing it again. So I'm not, not going to...
0: I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Last time we trailed a that's, uh, NIMBY episode, that's set never, never in,
1: yeah, the, yeah. in the. I know when we're recording that room, but ta- it's ta- actually ta- been ta- delayed ta- so that we could get uh, the people that we've been discussing coming on. I'm not uh, like saying they're uh, not saying their name because they're going to be really exciting because they're not. You're not going to be excited by them. Sorry, <laughs> but we're going <laughs> to. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And if they're listening, do you want to nope. rephrase
1: that? A... No, nope. uh, They're not massively high-profile nope. okay. people. The point is the discussion about, about NIMBYism. and... I can't help Stop it. Stop moving that microphone around. <laughs> Fucking hell. But we might record before then, so it might not be the next episode. So just forget.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave yes, the hooks. hooks. then, won't
1: we? Right. Take care of yourself, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye.